Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. And today we're going to be talking about what we're really looking forward to in 2022. So, Amanda, I think I'm going to be able to guess what you're looking forward to. But what are you looking forward to most in 2022? Well, do you know what? I'm going to say pretty much exactly the same thing as I said last year. I'm really looking forward to getting back to Orlando, getting back to Disney World. Unfortunately, that didn't happen in 21. Did have my holiday booked, but unfortunately, just a few days before the US opened up to UK visitors. So I have rearranged and I will, fingers and toes crossed, be back out there um, sort of end of January into February. So quite early 2022. And I'm so excited. This is really by far the longest time I've ever gone without going to Disney World. So, yeah, I think I might just cry when I walk down Main Street to see the castle. You'll be very emotional over a churro. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think as well now, it sort of the US is opened up. You know, we've had our own clients going over, so chatting to them when they've got back from their holidays and just seeing on, on Facebook and social media other people over there. Yeah, it's really making me feel that I want to go. And all the 50th celebrations look amazing. You know, the work they've done on the castle, um, looking at Spaceship Earth all the new little snacks and new fireworks. There's, there's so much to experience for those 50 celebrations. So I'm very pleased, as Disney usually do, that they've turned it into an 18-month-long celebration. So hopefully we've all got plenty of time to enjoy them. Yeah, I've never seen such a wide range of cupcakes, I don't think, and such a <laughs> wide range of snacks as well. The food is, I think, maybe sort of 10, maybe even sort of like seven or eight years ago, food wasn't a massive part of going to Disney World. I don't know if it's because of Instagram, but it's now you have to get one of those cupcakes and take a picture of you holding up in your hand in front of the castle or in front of whichever the emblem of the park that you're in uh, or, or, or the particular ride that it's kind of based on. But obviously beforehand it used to be, and it still is, you, know, you want to have your picture in front of the castle. Now it's a picture of you with a cupcake in front of the castle or a churro or some kind of a snack, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get like your lounge flies with all the snacks on it. I have to say my magic band has got all kind of snacks on it. That's the theme of my magic band. So you can see what I'm interested in. But yeah, certainly all the kind of limited edition snacks and things, you know, they just look so lovely, so visually appealing. But yeah, everybody wants to have them, don't they? But I'm afraid I'm a bit of a classics girl in that, you know, a Dole Whip float is my must do rather than the latest themed snack. Yeah, stick with the classics. I think the uh, Dole Whip, because it must have been a few years since you had a Dole Whip, haven't it, isn't it? Well, it will be, yeah, yeah. It makes me sad now, but yes, that is one of my must-go-to snacks that I have when I'm in Magic Kingdom. They have a similar version over here in Paris. They're not allowed to call it a Dole Whip because there is something that's in Dole Whips in America which they're not allowed to use in France. I'm not quite sure what the difference is, but it's basically the equivalent of it. And I had a few of those in the summer because we had a really quite a hot summer over here in 2021 over in Paris. It might not have been as hot as the year before, but yeah, there were still quite a few days where you definitely need something to cool down. And I think the Dole Whip is a sort of perfect combination, isn't it? I to do. You down. Very, very refreshing. refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they are available in the UK and just around the corner from where I live at Chester Zoo. And I haven't ever actually had one there, but I have, I've seen the, the little store where they sell them and I've seen it on people's social media saying, oh, look what I found. So yeah, really, I'm not that far away from one, so I shouldn't be complaining. <laughs> do, you, do you think uh, you can get them on Uber Eats uh, from the zoo? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I do have my annual pass, so I could just pop around there anytime. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pop in for a Dole Whip and you could pretend the lions are for uh, Simba. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe not this time of year, but yeah, no, we'll have to. I haven't taken a trip there for a little while, so I must go along and uh, yeah, try one of their Dole Whip floats. <laughs> so, other than snacks, what else are you looking forward to seeing for the fiftieth? The new fireworks, definitely. The new fireworks show at Epcot. Harmonious, really excited about that. And the castle just looks so beautiful. Really, really keen to see that. But I think mainly it's just being there in the parks. Yeah, it's maybe not one particular thing that I can say. It's just, yeah, being there. And there have been quite a lot of new things since I was there last. All the Genie Plus stuff, some new restaurants. So, yeah, excited to try those too. Well, of course, your favourite ride, Remy, is now over there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that is my, I think I've said before, probably my favourite ride in any Disney park. So to have that out in Disney World, yeah, will be amazing. It'll just be a bit weird though, isn't it? Kind of a bit disorientating that, yeah, you're in France, but you're not in France. And Yeah, I think for me, who's obviously been on it so many times over here, it's the same as where I first went on, for example, Star Tours, in France. So I was used to hearing it in French and then hearing it in English, the original version uh, when I heard it in English, just sounded really strange to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's just what you're most used to, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can see, it's pretty much a very similar copy as to the one in Paris. So you will come out and wonder why it's boiling hot and very humid, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And of course you've got your own celebrations that are going to be coming up in Paris to look forward to. The 30th anniversary is on the 12th of April. We have a trip that's going on the 11th of April. So we've got so many people already booked on set. We still have a few rooms left available. It is a really super popular time to come. So if you are looking to come for the actual birthday on the 12th of April, check out our website, fairytaleholidays.co.uk forward slash Disneyland hyphen Paris. And then you can scroll down and see our trip on the 11th of April. It's going to be absolutely amazing to be there on the day in the park. I've already made, I've got my reservation to be in the park for that day. And we've got so many people coming over. But the celebrations do start slightly earlier. They actually start in March. And there's going to be loads of really good, cool things going on within the parks. I think the main thing for a lot of people is the fact that the parades and things like that are going to be coming back. So come January... Disney Stars on Parade is coming back and Illuminations just started a couple of days ago. So we're recording this in December, end of December, and Illuminations has now come back as well. So really good. I'm going to go and see it in a couple of days' time again. I've obviously seen it lots of times before, but it, I just haven't seen it for such a long time that I want to see that. They've been doing at the park during the lockdown to bring everything back to sort of that new feel. So, for example, for Orbitron, they completely took it apart. There wasn't a ride there. They took it completely apart and rebuilt the entire ride. If you've seen some of the pictures on Twitter, maybe you've noticed that it has a premium access queue. Now, you wouldn't kind of think that All Patrol would need a premium access as a one-off paid thing, but that might be a slight hint as to where Disneyland Paris are going with the premium access in the future. Maybe something similar to what's, what they have in America, but that you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> So we might get Genie Plus in Paris. Mm. So, for example, the new Cars ride that opened, that has one they're not using at the moment, but it has the ability to have that. Phantom Manor have one put in. Uh, Autopia, when they got refurbished, had premium access lines put in as well. And then, obviously, all the new rides are opening as well. And then they can also retrofit some of the other older rides, maybe some shows as well. So once they get those numbers up, then they can have an all-day product. But we shall see what happens in the future. Yeah, well, it does make sense, doesn't it, as they're refurbing 
rides to put that sort of separate queue access in and then you've got that flexibility to either do it as a yeah a single pay for ride or something like genie plus so yeah we'll wait and see what happens there yeah wait and see i mean it's a small world is currently closed for there's no exact day but it's going to be around a year that it's actually taken the entire ride apart so unfortunately if you do come over in 2022 amanda you won't be able to go on it's a small world yeah, I'll just have to leave it till later in the year and hope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like, it's a small world, the French version, I think, is the best. It's a really pretty ride. It's really, it is pretty pretty. The outside's really pretty as well. I've been on the version in Hong Kong and that's got uh, Disney characters in it as well. So like you've got Stitch in Hawaii and things like that. So. Yeah, well, they have that in, in Orlando now. They've had that for a while where you can spot, yeah, some of your little Disney characters in there too, which I know lots of people didn't like to start off with, like you know, spoiling a classic, but... Yeah, I, I don't mind it. It doesn't offend me too much. Yeah. Well, the big thing that's coming over here for 2022 for the 30th anniversary is Avengers Campus, which we're all very, very excited to see. So it's going to be where the backlot area of Walt Disney Studios was. So, Amanda, did you ever go on Rock and Roller Coaster? <laughs> you know the answer to that, don't you? Well, you've even asked the question. I but, don't know. You no, never I, know. You never know. No, you never know. And I, I do surprise you sometimes with some of the rides I've been on, but no, I have not been on Rock and Roller Coaster. I'm obviously very familiar with the ride and the rest of the family go on and I'm holding the bags. Yeah, okay. So physically the ride isn't going to change, uh, the actual layout of the track. The layout of the building is going to change. So, for example, the queue, and it's going to have this amazing pre-show. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I've seen some of the concept art, but... It's going to be an amazing pre-show to it. The front is going to be completely different. It's not going to look like Rock and Roller Coaster. I mean, it wasn't the nicest looking building in the world. It was a big CD attached to like a site. It looked more like a fairground than like a Disney park. It's going to look absolutely amazing with this LED screen that's kind of wrapped around it. So it's going to be able to do lights and, and symbols and this kind of stuff. So it's going to look absolutely amazing and really cool. And then you're going to have this really cool... Extremely fast roller coaster, Amanda. I'm sure you're going to go when you're going to brave it one day. <laughs> Maybe you never know. It's new trains. <laughs> it's got new head restraints. Things. That's it. Is a smoother ride. That's coming back, which is going to be amazing. There are going to be two restaurants as well. It's going to be a buffet restaurant, and there's going to be a quick service restaurant as well. Mission Control is where you can meet some of your favorite Marvel characters, and it's going to be an immersive themed place as well so it could be an amazing meet and greet a location where you could be able to meet the likes of spider-man back panther iron man all those kind of people i met iron man when i was over in hong kong and it's a really cool experience because he talks back to you and you're actually having sort of interaction with iron man and it's a really cool thing so if it's anything like that when it opens in paris it's going to be amazing the one i'm really looking forward to is Web Slingers, which is the new Spider-Man attraction, which is opened up in California. Yeah, which obviously we've seen in California. Mm. Yeah. So this is going to be, so Tom Holland has already pre-recorded, he's already out in California. He's already pre-recorded the pre-show, so he's going to be on there. I hope they don't dub it into French, because there's certain times when you go, it's fine to dub it into French, but you know, Spider-Man is from New York. He's not from Marseille. <laughs> it's just what I don't understand sometimes is when they have the Marvel stunt show in the studio theatre, for a couple of years they do half the characters are in french and half the characters are in english and for some reason captain america was in french like the clues <laughs> in the name he's american <laughs> right. there's other ones that you kind of go well fine you know hulk or whatever into french that's okay but when the clue is in the name he's representing america he shouldn't sound like he's from lil 
So that's my just my personal opinion on that is, you know. So this is basically, if you've been on Toy Story Mania, this is the next level generation of that. There's no guns to touch. It's very COVID safe. It's in 3D and you use your arms to sling webs to catch all these robots that have gone mad and gone haywire. So it's going to be a really cool experience. And I like going on the ones where you can score points. I do too. I'm a bit overly competitive. Yeah. I'm very good at the Buzz Lightyear ride. I'm very, because I know where all the hidden ones are. I don't know which ones are the best ones to aim for. And for some reason, I've got no hand-eye coordination outside of life, you know, outside of the Buzz Lightyear ride. But I'm really good at doing this. I went to a Laser Quest thing in one of the little towns near here on Saturday. And I couldn't hit anyone. I was terrible. Yeah, I seem to be able to hit yeah, those times. I'm really good at Buzz. Yeah. I'm really good at Buzz Lightyear. I don't know why I'm good at that, but I can't hit moving people. It's going to be a bit like that, is you can score points as well. So it's going to be an amazing thing. Now, have you seen the, the Spider-Man Stuntronic, the robot that flips? Yes, I have. Yes, the jumps across the building. Yeah, so they are putting the things in place for it, whether it gets signed off by health and safety, because health and safety in France <laughs> is slightly more strict than it is in California, <laughs> because of the wind and things like that. And also what they don't want people to do is it's meant to be a surprise. It's meant to just happen. So it's not like a parade. At three o'clock, this is going to happen. So they don't want people hanging around for it. They want people to suddenly, the music comes on and then just suddenly look up and then it's going to, then there's Spider-Man jumping across the building. So as long as all the safety stuff's in place, then it will go ahead. But just be careful if you're going maybe, instead of the winter months, where it's a bit windier, not as great for weather conditions, the robot might not be Spider-Man. Not be it might not be able to jump. They might. Have yeah, well, Spider-Man doesn't like the rain, does he? No, so, you no, know. no. He <laughs> can, yeah, he's just going to go down the water drain pipes and things like that. If uh, he is a spider after, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the main thing I'm really looking forward to for the 30th over here in Paris. Yeah, well, I, th- I think a lot of people looking forward to um, the Avengers Campus in particular. I mean, we have so many people asking us, don't we? Like, oh, and they're booking, and will it definitely be open? Like, well, summer. 2022 is the only date we have at the moment. Now, looking historically at other rides that have opened in the summer at Disneyland Paris, it tends to be end of June, early July is when they open. But sometimes they open, like, for example, when the Tower of Terror opened, it didn't officially open until it was March, but they soft opened it from December onwards. So it was working, but they just didn't the official open. So if it's ahead of schedule, then maybe it might open a bit earlier. But summer... Also, it depends on with COVID is worth the building site has to close down. They can't give an exact date yet. Exactly. I mean, I think if I was, you know, really wanted to go and do that, I'd be leaving it till late summertime to be a bit more confident about going. But yeah, hopefully we'll get some more news soon and more exact date as we get uh, more into the year. Yep. And then speaking about Avengers and Marvel, over in Orlando, we've got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opening up in Epcot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, no, that looks great. Again, not too sure whether it's for me, but uh, you know, I, for other people. I think this is something you can go. Well, you, have you been on Crush? Yes. It's just not really on spinning. I'm not sure because obviously on Crush, it's down to sort of gravity and physics when it spins. I don't know if this is going to be a controlled spin because they want you to see stuff or if it's going to be a free roaming spin, if you like. You haven't been on it on Gringotts where the carriage can move to show you different points of the story. I don't know if it's going to be them controlling it or if it's going to, because everyone's facing forwards. 
on this on when I've seen that it's not like back to back like it is in Crush. So I don't know if it is going to be just spinning out of control or if it's going or maybe a mix. Maybe it will be a mix of the two. I'm not too sure. We should Yeah, see. I might have to take a look at it before I go on it. Yeah, I, I think when we talk about these things, it makes it sound like I don't go on anything and I just sit on a bench. <laughs> Isn't quite true, but it's just, uh, yeah, we're probably a little bit different in our tastes. Definitely living with the land. You're definitely on that one. Yes, yes, I'm up for that every time. <laughs> I really like living with the land, to be fair, as well. So yeah, I'm not sort of talking it down. It is a really good, good. attraction, yeah. <laughs> it's not very exciting, but it's a really no, interesting attraction, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It can be exciting in different ways from the, the educational content of living with the land. So. I'm quite disappointed because it was where Ellen's universe of energy was. I like that. I used to really like that. Last time I went, I took my brother-in-law in there and I said, this is great because one, it's indoors, so we're out the sun and he kind of overheats quite easily. And I said, we're indoors, it's air conditioned for however long it is. It's quite long. Oh, maybe. it was such a long ride. It was funny as well. I thought it was funny. Dated though. I mean, I think it definitely needed, it needed something. an overhaul or a change. And, um, you know, although... Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, such a long ride. You have to make sure you've been to the bathroom before you get on the ride for sure. Yeah, but that's going to be opening this year as well. We've seen some of the pictures. They shared some at D23 and there's some pictures online as well. And it looks really cool. And it's just going to be great to have those Marvel characters start to come into the Disney parks in Orlando as well. Yeah, no, they're so, so popular. And then away from the parks, but also with a bit of Marvel thrown in, it's the brand new Disney Wish. Yes, and this does look spectacular, doesn't it? I mean, all the Disney ships are spectacular, but this one looks extra spectacular. It really does. I mean, we've got quite a lot of people already booked onto the ship. And yeah, I can't wait to go on myself as well. And I'm so pleased. I know some people are disappointed that it's just doing the three, four night sailings out of Port Canaveral. But I'm really excited about that because I think it makes it so much more accessible for people. You know, we get... Lots and lots of people, don't we, who do their Disney World trip and then add a short Disney cruise onto the end or in the middle if they're doing Universal as well. And if they're only doing seven night sailings, that, that's hard to incorporate. Unless you've been to Orlando quite a few times before and you're not going to spend as much time in the parks, you're going to spend more time sort of doing other things. And yeah, a seven night cruise can be really kind of good. If not, I think, yeah, most people just do a three night cruise, go to the Caribbean, chill out and relax. Yeah, I think at the end of a Disney World holiday, I mean, if you've had maybe 10 nights in the parks and then you go off for a little four-night cruise and then have a couple of nights at Universal at the end, to me, that is the the ultimate Orlando holiday. You know, you're kind of doing a little bit of everything. I mean, I have done that holiday and it probably was one of the best. And you feel like you're there for such a long time as well because you've broken your holiday into different bits. And even a three-night cruise feels like a little mini holiday in itself. And as I said, yeah, you've got the new Marvel restaurant on board there. You've also got the Frozen restaurant and you've got the Golden Age of Hollywood restaurant. And they're still doing the rotational dining, which I really, really like. I think it's a unique thing on the Disney ships. So your waiting staff move around with you as you visit the different restaurants. So they get to know what you like. And yeah, I think that makes a real difference to your experience. Yeah, well, like most things to do with Disney, it's all down to the experiences, all down to those little extra touches, isn't it? The other thing I'm really excited about on there is the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. So they're going to have this Star Wars themed bar, like you're on a luxury Star Cruiser going through space. 
yes, again, really unique experience. Yeah, I think this is quite similar to the Skyline Bar over here in Paris for March. Yeah, or the Space 220. Space 220. Over Epcot. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see more of these bars and restaurant kind of experiences where it's themed to be somewhere else and you've got the, you're wrapped around in these screens. And I mean, you're going to Space 220 when you go over to... Uh, yeah, I am. And that is yeah, something I'm, yeah. I am looking forward to. Yeah, so I, I managed to snag a reservation for that. They are really super hard to get at the moment. Given I'm going at quite an off-peak time, I had to try quite a few times to, to get a reservation. So, uh, yeah, I really hope I get to go to it and uh, it all comes off. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing your photos and videos for everything. But I, I'm half tempted. Do I want to... Obviously, you've got to get to the space station, haven't you? So I know, it's very brave of me, blasting off into space. Yeah, who knew? This is very brave of you. Bit of a break from living with the land, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I know, I haven't, maybe I'm just kind of blocking that bit out of how I'm actually going to get there. But no, it was very, very exciting. Then you've got to come back down again as well. Oh, don't. Yeah, after eating all that food too. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully Disney will talk about that and it's a nice, easy descent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. But no, so that will be really, really good. And then a few other kind of minor-ish things that are coming over in Disney World. Got going to have their new upgraded magic bands coming. I do love a magic band. Mm -hmm. I think they're super convenient. I know they're like trying to move everything over onto your phone and stuff now, but yeah, you need that for all your Genie Plus. But I really love the wearable magic bands for doing everything super convenient i find it so much easier the last time we went over I, my brother-in-law didn't have a magic band we weren't staying or so we were magic bands because we had annual passes and brother-in-law didn't have one and after going on two rides where he had to get out his park ticket to tap in to do the fast pass he went i'm gonna go and buy a magic band like you lot <laughs> I find it so much easier. Also, I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to keep getting my phone out all the time. I do it to do the Genie Plus and to check wait times, but I don't want to be doing it if I'm, say, using it for Genie Plus to get into attraction. I just want to tap my wristband to get in. I just want my whole life to be like that. I want to go to my front door and tap my magic band or to my car or pay for my shopping. But yeah, one day. <laughs> With the new interactive one, it does look really cool. Did you ever have the My Power Mickey? Years ago, this was. No, I've seen them, but no, that yeah, they seemed like a bit of a pain to carry around the parks when I saw other families with them. We had one, and you know, you have to take Mickey on all the rides, and it's fine on living with the land and it's small world. But when you go on sort of the faster rides, he might get a little bit sick, and also he doesn't quite actually meet the height requirements as well. So I'm not sure how <laughs> he's allowed on, but he's the boss, so maybe the rules don't apply to him. It's kind of similar to that. I think that it's going to light up and things at. So when you're watching, for example, Harmonious, you can kind of put your wrist up. The colours are going to come round and sort of interact with what's going on in the show. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how that works. And, you know, I think lots of, you know, love our Apple Watches and other wearable tech. So it is just the upgrade to that. And also speaking of tech, Disney have teamed up with Amazon and they're going to have Hey Disney in your room. So this an Alexa service in your room so that you can check information, set timers, alarms, check the weather forecast, park opening, all that kind of thing. They've got, have you seen the little cute Mickey holders? You'll be able to put your phone in there. Yeah. Alexa working. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Disney, set an alarm for just before seven o'clock in the morning where I need to do all my Disney Genie Plus reservations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to experience the Genie Plus stuff. I say we've had guests over there and we've had some really, really positive feedback about Genie Plus and other people getting a little bit confused about it and feeling that are spending a bit too much time on their phones. But yeah. it's early days, isn't it? So hopefully 
it will adapt. I mean, when I went to Shanghai, I paid for fast passes over there. You could just do regular fast passes or you could pay for them. So the first park in the world uh, for a Disney park did paid fast passes. And to be honest, there were certain rides that I just wanted to do that I'd rather just pay how much it was. It was about £10 or something like that, or oh, £9 to, to jump the queue on, for example, on Tron about five pounds for peter pan and i just thought well to be honest i want to go on these rides peter pan over there is really good it's really really good i would pay to jump it in maybe some of the other parks but i'd pay to jump it in uh yeah but i do like the idea okay yeah it was much better when it was free etc but it does mean that because it's paid for now less people are going to use it and from what i've kind of heard you walk pretty much straight onto stuff which is a, a great thing and i don't mind queuing but if there's a way around it, I mean, I wouldn't use it, for example, in Epcot, unless I was buying it for the entire length of stay. If I was just paying per day, I think Epcot doesn't have a... I, that was one of the parks I always used to struggle to find free, because of the different bandings for the rides, to find free things to do. So I used to do Living With The Land a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, to go on that. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see more people using it and if they change it because at the moment they've changed some of the attractions in Hollywood Studios Mickey and Minnie's Runaway and Railroad he is now on Genie Plus and not a lightningly paid for one over Christmas yeah so they're tweaking things over Christmas aren't they and tweaking the early entry as well so getting that hour early entry if you're staying on site instead of just the 30 minutes which I think at busy times is, is a really good idea and again clients that we've had over there I think have made really good use of that early opening because you're going over there, if you're going from the UK, you're a bit jet-lagged anyway. So getting up super early to get into the parks isn't a particular problem because first few days you've probably been awake since 5am anyway. So yeah, that, I think you can get quite a bit done in that early opening. And then if you have got the Genie Plus, say, at Magic Kingdom, where there are lots of rides, lots of attractions to use it, then you're going to have a really good day there. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think maybe some of the other parks, not so much. But if you add it on for your length of stay, if you're going to do two whole weeks on-site at Disney... It does make sense to add it on before you go because it's a much reduced cost. It's like £97 per person if you pre-book it, which when you think about it, you go, £97 to be able to jump the queue every day. I mean, if you when you go to the airport, if you want to jump the queue, that's what, £7, £8, £9? We'll see how it goes, won't we? But they're you know, definitely upping the tech. And I, suppose I do just worry a little bit about people who aren't so into the tech and their enjoyment of the parks but i suppose most people do have a smartphone these days don't they so uh they will be able to use it in that way i prefer not being on my phone whilst in the parks but it's the way things are going and if it means that everyone can get on more rides and you can see sort of ride times that are easier and things like that then yeah that's fine that's it's just a you have to put up with using your phone but there's other little things as well now i believe one of your favorite shows is coming back as well isn't it yeah so over at animal kingdom i was absolutely devastated when they announced that nemo was closing obviously a lot of the shows closed down but and then it wasn't clear which ones would reopen or not but yeah nemo the musical will be reopening next year and it's going to be reimagined so it will be slightly different than the original but yeah this is my absolute must do when I go to the Animal Kingdom. I have been known just to go to the Animal Kingdom to do this. <laughs> and yeah, people do say, oh, it's such a long show. It's been cut down slightly, but I could sit there the whole evening and just watch it as a three hour show. I think the puppeteers and the music, the songs, I do have the soundtrack at home so I can sit <laughs> along to it. 
yeah, it's brilliant. There's some really good shows in Animal Kingdom, isn't there? You've got, got Lion King as well. Yeah, I mean, Lion King is another one of my favourites. And yeah, that's a must do as well. And then over in Epcot, now there's a lot of building work going on in Epcot anyway, with the reimagining of sort of Fran and different kind of neighbourhoods, as they're going to be called now. And then there's also going to be this little uh, Moana attraction as well. Yeah, I've seen some pictures of this. I'm kind of struggling a little bit to get my head around it and what it's going to look like. But yeah, a Moana water maze so that you can yeah, fully interact with Moana and the water. And But I just hope it's got some of the music. Again, I'm very into the music from my Disney films and Moana is one of my favourites. Yeah, I do like the music from what I've only seen Moana, I think, once. Maybe twice. Oh, I watched it again quite recently, actually. And it was a really, really lovely film and... Say so some of the songs are uh, really, really good. I don't think it's one of those attractions that people are necessarily going to make a trip just to go and see this. But no. it's really, it's always great to have just nice new little things that are going on. Uh, yeah, the these are the things that appeal to me. I mean, I know most people, yeah, want to, a brand new big roller coaster, but I like some of the smaller, more overlooked attractions. And I like it that they're adding still some things like this and not just doing the huge, huge rides because. Yeah, it's, uh, some people like those, but I think people with smaller children or, you know, if your kids or you are into a particular character, it's nice to be able to see them in rides and attractions in the park. Yeah, it's a good way of adding capacity as well, because even if that only takes, say, a thousand, one thousand, two hundred people per hour, that still takes those people out of the park and out of the, the lines for other rides as well. So, I mean, Epcot's open, what? 12, 13 hours a day. So you're still looking at a good 15, 16,000 people, potentially, potentially probably more than that. We don't really know what it's going to be like, so I have no idea what the capacity is going to be. But it's going to take those people out of queuing up for other things as well. So, yeah, it's going to be something nice. As you said, it's great to have little attractions come up because usually we don't get small little attractions unless it's part of a whole new land that we might get like a little flat ride. So like when Toy Story Land opened, then you got, see Slinky Dog Dash was the big one, and then you got the Alien Swirling Saucers as well. So that's a, just a nice little flat ride to kind of add in, but you they wouldn't have added yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much the same as the little cars ride over here, and they have one in Japan with Bear Max. So I think they found a formula that works. And I don't think there's height restrictions on those rides as well. I think anyone can go on at any age or any height. So it's something kind of fun. And I think sometimes with, um, especially at Hollywood Studios, you know, if you've got a toddler, there isn't much you can do, is there? There's not many rides. <laughs> no, I mean, there's quite a lot of shows and things. So if they're happy to watch the shows, or, you know, they're starting to come back again, the shows. So, um, yeah, I mean, my kids have grown up now, but, you know, from when they were little, they really like that park and they do nice. I think the theming is good. But now the characters aren't there so much. You know, you can't do the proper meet and greets with the characters. So is that something that, yeah, when my kids were little, they would have enjoyed doing and spent time doing. Yeah, so with the shows going back, it does mean there is more things to do in the parks for toddlers as well. But they're doing sort of like the selfie spots with the characters. And then as restrictions start getting eased, then we'll start seeing uh, more sort of character interaction and things. Like that. The character dining's started to come back. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so. which is really exciting. Yeah. And yeah, so there are definitely opportunities still to see the characters. It's just if you've been used to running up and giving them a big hug, and yeah, of course, that isn't available at the moment. But You can give them a, a virtual hug. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's fine, yeah. And then finally, the other really, really big thing that is going to be coming to Disney World is Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. 
Yeah, now this looks absolutely amazing. Now, it comes with an absolutely amazing price tag as well. Yes. Um, it's an out-of-this-world experience. It's like a surprise. But you are going to have something which is extremely unique. There's nothing else like this in the world. It's not a hotel. Don't call it a hotel. It's an experience. Think of it more like a cruise. Many years, a space cruise, yeah. isn't it? An immersive adventure. Yeah, so the whole thing is going to be, you're going to be a massive role. If you've done Secret Cinema in London. No. No, I no. Mean, that's basically three, four hours where you're immersed in this world. So I did the Star Wars one and you basically go through scenes and you interact. You have to dress up and you go through scenes from the first film, episode four, and then you watch episode five. It's a really amazing experience. And this is just going to take that to the absolute next level because you're not going to watch the films. You're going to be there and you're actually going to be in the films. You're going to be interacting. And it just looks incredible, doesn't it? It does. And I mean, we know what Disney sort of theming and you know, imagineering is like. So, yeah, it really is going to be next, next level. And you'll arrive at the terminal, enter your launch pod, jump to hyperspace, and then arrive at the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Yeah, and then... Also included is some time down at Galaxy's Edge as well, so back in Batu. So you will be able to go on to the attractions there as well, which sometimes it is a bit hard to get a ticket for Rise of the Resistance. But yeah, if you're staying there, then if you paid all that money, then you should be able to go on to the ride, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wonder if they'll do that kind of after hours or early in the morning when the park's close to regular visitors. I think it's first thing in the morning is when they're going to be doing it. So you can go into this. I did see a while ago someone had like a timesheet of like what's going on, like a schedule for the day. And there is literally something going on every minute of the day. And it's one of those things, if you don't like interacting with that kind of being part of a show and being interacting, this is not the thing for you. You are there to interact with absolutely everything that's going on. Everything is there as a plot point to the story. And you were part. Yeah, of you're not just going to go and stay in your room and chill. You know, this is fully immersive experience, as we said. So you, you've got to get involved. Yes, I don't think there's a swimming pool on board. So we don't, don't <laughs> spend, we're thinking, I'm going to go and spend all my time with the pool and go and have a manicure and things like that. This is not that kind of place. It's a fully interactive, immersive experience. Not long till it opens, beginning of March is when the first cruise set sail uh, into space. So we see. I've read somewhere that Disney had to put on their advertising that you're not actually going into space <laughs> because because people will see that, you know, Jeff Bezos and things at and Virgin Galactic, people actually going into space, albeit for 10 minutes. Apparently, Disney legal made them put on their advertising that you are not actually going into space. Well, you know, just to be clear, just yeah. to be clear, if anyone's <laughs> wondering, I mean, if you were going into real space for that price, it's, it's not a cheap experience, but if you're actually going into space that price, I'll definitely do it. But you are not going into, you You are going into the world of Star Wars, but not actual space. You're not going to be weightless and lose gravity and things like that. No, not yet. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, another five or 10 years, then we'll see what Disney comes with. So <laughs> Maybe. Just for now. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yes. There's plans to bring one over here at some point as well. So we'll wait and see how well it does over in America and see. Oh, I'm sure it will be incredibly popular. But again, I think with those real, you know, people who are very into Star Wars, I mean, I think if you're not, then I'm just not sure how much you would enjoy it. Yeah, I think you have to really be into Star Wars. Be interested. Obviously, we've got Hotel New York over here, which is obviously Marvel theme, but it's not in your face Marvel. It's sort of subtle Marvel kind of, it is the art of Marvel. So it's more about the comic books and, and that kind of thing. Be interested to see if they maybe go, 
actually, we've got a Star Wars one. Maybe we'll do a, a Marvel one for somewhere else instead and, and do a Marvel two-day, three-day experience as opposed to just being a hotel or see what else they can kind of do. Maybe Frozen. Oh, that's very popular as well. So interesting to see. I think they're waiting to see if people go for these experience vacations for one of a better word. Yeah, well, it has been a, an awful lot of interest in it so far. But yes, I'll be really interested to see the feedback once uh, people have actually been. There's so much to look forward to for next year, for 2022. And as I say, just getting back in those parks, getting things properly open, getting our clients over there. It has been just so good to have people traveling again and really hope that continues into next year. Yep. So if you want to start planning your trip in 2022 or for 2023, we have a limited availability on site at Walt Disney World and dates up until the end of March for Disneyland Paris at the moment. Then obviously get in touch with us. You can find all of our details at fairytaleholidays.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook and all the links are in the show notes as well. Yeah, so that's all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back with our regular podcasts for the rest of 2022, we hope. So please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And as Martin said, if you'd like to find out more about us, then just visit the website. So thanks for listening and have a magical day. 